Can you believe it's already been four years since a Donald Trump presidency first started? Think about that night. How insane was it? Everyone was saying that Hillary Clinton had it in the bag. I mean, that's what the polls were showing. But at the end of the night, Hillary won the popular vote. But Trump, he took that sweet win with that electoral vote. And four years later, it just blew by and we're at an election again. Now, with the polls to be trusted, it looks like Joe Biden has this in the bag. Not going to lie. He has this one in the bag. He has all the votes. They're now just really thinking, is it going to be a Senate win, a House win too, and get that majority so then they can really pass some reforms? Um, It's yet to be seen. However, as investors, there's one thing and one thing we care about in total. And that's market volatility and uncertainty. You see, we are going to see some record levels of volatility this election. I mean, if you thought the spike when Donald Trump won last time was crazy, that huge dip in the market that happened when Trump won, and then it just rallied all the way back up, I think, honestly, within an hour or two, was insane. If you think that was something, these two weeks or one week, however long it takes to officially crown who's president, is going to be insane. And of course, I believe the president's first day is what, January? So if Trump does lose those last two months of Trump, oh my God, I, I don't even know what's going to happen um, then, right? So me as an investor, as you can read the title of this podcast, I'm having one response to this. Now, you don't have to have the same response as me. I actually don't even encourage the same response as me, but I'm going to explain to you guys why I am going to sell, be selling around 60% of my portfolio and turning into cash. Hi, this is Fly Stewie. You're listening to the Uneducated Investor Podcast, the podcast where we get better at investing together. If you like all the episodes you've heard, please, for the love of God, hit that five stars in iTunes. It really helps out the podcast, and depending on what region you're in in iTunes, it goes to that region or whatever, but it really helps the algorithm. We just had a huge week, um, interestingly enough, so I want to keep that momentum going and make sure to just hit that five-star review. That's all I ask for. Anyways, why am on earth am I selling 60% of my portfolio and turning into cash? Well, I do have like three, four-ish reasons, so I'll just list them off and just telling you what my um, strategy is going to be now. I actually don't recommend this for everyone. The average person listening to this, I don't know what your risk tolerance is, but the best strategy is always just averaging down every paycheck, taking 200 or 500 or 1,000 or whatever you're investing out of your paychecks. Take it, put it in the market every week. If it goes up or down, you're going to get that 8 10% return at the end of the year. That's a lot of money. 10% of 100 grand is $10,000. 10% of 3,000 it's $300 for free just for investing. That's guaranteed for the rest of your life. So that's the strategy I would recommend if I was you. But I'm going to let you know why I'm selling 60% of my portfolio. So right now, I probably have, in general, in stocks right now, I probably have around 85000 you know, give or take, because the market's fluctuating, maybe 90000 give or take, for the market's fluctuating. And I do have money. I can still invest in stocks, but I'm not throwing that in the stock market. So... 
I am basically going to be selling around 60%. And I'm going to give you the first reason. And the first one is I want to realize profit. Now, the main thing is, is that I've had a tremendous year. You know, my stock portfolio, I'm somewhat active, somewhat passive. But obviously with coronavirus, I was able to actually like more day to day, look at my portfolio, look what's going on. And I've had around a 50% return, which is insane when you think about it, right? Average returns 8% in a down somewhat year, I was able to get like around 50%. So with that being a great year, that's like three, four years of profit right there. I'm good to realize some so I don't treat my account so much like it's paper trading, you know? A lot of times I feel like as investors, we we get in the mindset of like making these huge returns and then it's not real. And then you'll see on like Reddit, like one of the groups, Wall Street Bets, these guys have these crazy runs making $300,000 and all of a sudden the next week they're at zero. And it's because in their mind, I feel like you don't really think that it's money. It's more like a game. So I want to get out of that game mindset, take some of that profit off and actually realize it, which brings me into number two, diversification. You see, I started to realize as I built my nest egg in stocks that all my wealth is in stocks, everything. And one of the best sayings I learned in school was diversification is the only free lunch. Now, I always recommend diversifying by just buying broad ETFs like SPY, QQQ, SPHD. These are great stock tickers. They cover the whole market. You're going to get that 8 to 10% every year if you do that. However, at my age, I'm ready to actually buy a house and get a mortgage. And for me, just seeing what the appreciation has been in my city, which is Toronto on average, and seeing how the market has started to dip in houses, typically, actually, especially condos, I'm specifically referring to condos, and how I could take advantage of not only lowering mortgage rates, I think mortgages are going for like 2%, I've seen 1.5, 1.8%, which let's remind you, that's, that's insane. And me being able to take around 35K of that 90K put it into a house, put it into a down payment, um, will give me the diversification. So it literally locks in, I've done the math, around a 20 to 30% return in expected appreciation for my house over seven years. Because obviously when you buy a house, I only have to put 5% down. So then becomes like around, I mean, it's 5%, but it's around 10% down. I really put down. So it's turns into around like a 10 to one leverage investment. So it's an easy way to really lock in like a 25% year over year because I'm just putting such a small amount down. It just seems like a great way to diversify. So going into real estate really helps. And also in a further podcast, I want to talk about the different real estate things that I'm taking advantage of in Canada specifically that really help me grow my wealth and why real estate and owning instead of renting is something that's been very attractive to me. And the third reason why I'm, you know, getting out of stocks a bit and basically realizing 60% profit. Let me build that drama up, clear my throat. Is the drama built yet? I've been obsessed with NBA and Pokemon cards. 
I, I sorry, I gotta say, that's number three. I'm obsessed with NBA Pokemon cards. Like you, you saw my Logan Paul podcast, right? I'm about to make a bunch of Pokemon cards and NBA card podcasts because it is going absolutely bonkers. So last year I spent around one grand in cards and in one year, they're literally valued around five grand. Like, are you hearing that crazy return in one year, one grand to five grand? I'm sorry. That's, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. It, it honestly doesn't even make sense to me and me seeing there's still so much easy potential non-brain. Like, like I don't even have to guess what cards are going to appreciate. Like I know the ones. So right now between October and November is the down season for the NBA. It's it's the NBA offseason. And of course, this year there's a shorter offseason than normal because, of course, it's COVID times. The season, I believe, resumes around December. So typically in NBA cards, this is when the market drops. And of course, like my other podcasts, I said 10 grand to a million dollars in 10 years isn't that crazy of an investment. It's honestly not. So if I spend 10 more extra grand in NBA cards right now, there's a chance that in 10 years it could be worth a million dollars. There really is. And I, I would guess around 20 to 30% chance that is. But I do have five cards that I think that me withdrawing 15 grand from my stocks and putting in NBA cards seems like a good enough risk. It seems like the risk is there. Like, um, you know, the risk strategy is there. So um, I'm going to make a future podcast about that and the exact cards I'm buying. But at the end of the day, diversifying into NBA and Pokemon cards, diversifying into real estate, not only stabilizes my stock portfolio a bit, but then it shows that at the end of the day, I have things that I have gained in my life from stocks. Now, the approach of holding stocks forever is still what I'm doing. I am still holding all my portfolio forever, but I do have to trim pieces. I do here and there. And when I trim pieces off my stocks, I like to invest in other things. So when I was really into Forex and I was making a killing in Forex, um, I made the mistake of not trying to diversify enough of my money. And I got murdered just like after all that hype and excitement. One of the things I did invest in was buying a supercomputer. Like I'm talking about state-of-the-art GPU, state-of-the-art RAM, like a f- nice little screen with a high refresh rate. I bought that and every day that computer pays me dividends because I made YouTube videos with it. I streamed for a bit with it. My editing super fast with it. And I got a mic that I used to actually record the podcast. All of those investments like redirecting my investing money to other places is a constant reminder of, oh, investing is actually increasing my lifestyle benefits. So that's why I like to realize my profit. And the way I realize my profit, it's not by buying Lambos. I'm not buying Jordans to wear, but I might buy some Jordans to collect. I realize my profit by investing in other things. That way I have other tangible investments that I can be proud of. So That is why I'm selling 60% of my portfolio. Let me know what you're thinking about your portfolio. Of course, I am on Twitter. It's at FlyStooly on Twitter. And the uneducated investor, they never stop learning. So you should never stop learning either. Anyways, flight crew, I got to take off. I got jet. We out. Easy.